Elementary music teacher friend, you love what you do, but you might feel unappreciated and, in fact, unseen some days. You may even feel like you're on a music teacher island and just want to connect with other music teachers who can relate to both your struggles and wins when it comes to teaching elementary music. I get you and understand completely the feelings you're having. That's why each and every week, the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast will provide you with solo and guest episodes that will help you realize you're not alone in your music teaching journey. Throughout each episode, my goal is for you to be able to walk away with actionable steps and ideas to help you feel like you're ready to take on the new week with whatever challenges may be thrown your way. Hi, I'm your host, Jessica Peresta, and I'm so glad you're here. Whether you're at home, in your car, in the shower, or wherever else you're listening, grab your cup of coffee or whatever other beverage is nearby and listen in to the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast. Hey, friends, and welcome back to the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast. You're listening to episode 135, and I am your host, Jessica Peresta. In this episode, you may have looked at the title of it and thought, what? Crawl before I walk? I'm not a baby. What what is she talking about? And so we're going to get into all that, and I want to start off by telling a little story about my kids. So I have three boys, and all three of them crawled before they walked. And not only that, all three of my boys crawled at different times, started crawling at different times, different months, I should say, before they started walking. One was walked pretty fast, like around, I would say, 12 and a half months, and my oldest son walked at 17 and a half months. Were either of those ways wrong? No. Was it like any concern for anyone? No. Did they just kind of do things in their own timing? Yeah. So I was thinking about about my kids as babies because they're all older now. They're 10. At the time of this recording, they're 10, 8, and 5. But I was thinking back to them as babies the other day, and it hit me. Some Just like, you know, those, those moments that come in your brain. And I literally opened my computer and jotted down a whole bunch of notes about this because I wanted to share this with you. I had all these thoughts about what I'm about to say. So it hit me that them crawling before walking can relate exactly to what you're going through as a music teacher. Stick with me. I promise I'm getting somewhere with this. I was on a one-on-one Zoom call the other day, actually two this week, two different teachers, one who has been teaching 17 years and the other one who has been teaching 32 years. But here's the thing. They both said the same thing to me. We talked about a whole lot of other different things. It was a coaching, some coaching calls, but two sentences came out of those calls that were exactly the same. It feels like I'm a first-year teacher all over again. How many of you listening to this right now are like nodding your head going, um, yeah, that's me. I've been teaching for 20 years and this year feels like I'm starting over. I want first-year teachers listening to this to know you're not alone in feeling in way over your head this school year. All teachers, no matter how long they've been teaching, are feeling the overwhelm big time this year. So back to the baby story I was telling you. My babies all learned to crawl before they walked. And then they eventually learn how to run. So to equate it to what you're going through this year, you also need to learn to crawl before you can walk. Every baby, not just my children, but think about babies you know that you've seen crawl. Every baby crawls and then walks at different times, just like you're going to in your music teaching journey. 
Your music teaching journey is not going to look like anyone else's because you're learning new ways of doing things versus some teachers who already know how to do certain things. So some things may take you longer to figure out. And that's okay. Because we've talked about in past episodes how you have certain strengths that others don't have. And then those people have strengths that you don't have. And that's normal. There's going to be people who, if they're teaching virtually, it's no big deal. They learned all the technology in no time at all. But maybe for you listening, someone listening to this, you're thinking, well, but technology to me is so hard. But keep crawling. Keep doing it. Keep going. Because you will eventually, here's what's going to happen. You're going to eventually notice that that crawl turns into a walk. You're going to walk with ease and you're going to walk in a little bit more with confidence, no matter what your teaching situation looks like. Some of those technology things that have been so hard for you this year, although you maybe still don't know how to do every single thing related to it, you're going to feel a little bit more better if you just don't give up and keep going. If you're anything like me, you want to know how to do all the things. And it's frustrating when it feels like you're slowly learning new things And maybe there's just not a lot to show for it. I know what I mean is you can spend hours and hours and hours of learning how to use, I don't know, Flipgrid. And let's say you really finally got some good lessons or as you, you think they're good lessons to share with your students. And then you realize, oh, there's other things you could add to that lesson. Or you hear about another teacher doing something different with Flipgrid. Or then you hear about something else going on with Flipgrid. And then you want to just keep adjusting and adapting things. And what happens with those things? When you have all the mindset stuff come in that someone else is doing something else. Or, oh, I learned this new thing I need to implement. And you go back to the drawing board. You go back to those lessons you've already created before you submit them to your students. And then you're just constantly spending so much time editing, adding, redoing that you never move forward. You just got to keep going. Don't worry about what everybody else is doing and stay in your lane. So if you want to do all the things and you're seeing all these new cool ways of teaching and all these awesome resources and new ideas, you're just constantly saving to your Instagram. You know, you, you know, you can save posts there and you're saving all these new ideas and you're seeing all these posts on Facebook you're saving and some of these amazing Facebook groups and you're like, oh my gosh, there's so many cool ideas. But then what happens? You got ideas over here, ideas over here, ideas over here. You're maybe you're on Pinterest saving stuff, teacher pay teacher, wherever, and you get stuck because you're not moving forward with something. You got to start somewhere. You have to start crawling. You have to crawl before you can walk. So find something and just move forward with it. And then if you hear about the other stuff, you can slowly layer it in. But having too much, having too many ideas, will keep you stuck because you're not going to be able to make your lessons to cater them to your students the best you can if all you're doing is constantly concerned about all the things going on around you. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense to you. So you're working way more now than you ever have before, yet you have less student participation than ever before. Sorry, tongue tie. Keep crawling, okay? Then you'll notice it'll begin to feel more like a walk, which is maybe where you're at now. When you have less student participation, instead of worrying about, I really wish all my students could participate. Of course you do. Of course you do. 
But instead of dwelling on the fact um, that there's the students not coming, you're going to start walking into the fact that you're serving those students who are there. You're going to have a little bit of a mindset shift of why are those other students not showing up? Why am I not seeing their work? It's not about me. Maybe there's something else going on in their life and they're really struggling to keep up. They're feeling the overwhelm just like I am. So it's sometimes you're going to have mindset shifts. Sometimes you're going to like find more ease in lesson planning. Sometimes you're going to find more ease with teaching virtually and using technology. Sometimes those of you on a cart, it's going to just be like second nature by now. And it, not that it's easy, not that you're like totally okay with it, but you're, you're maybe you're crawling the whole first of the school year. And now you're like, I'm more in a walk. Like I'm kind of getting more used to this. And so um, just keep, keep crawling. And you'll notice it'll turn to a walk. Maybe you're at the walking phase. You're not exactly where you want to be. And you are, of course, learning new things like you always will. You should always be learning new things. Always be absorbing new things. Always be taking in advice. Always be looking for ways to definitely grow. Just the same way you teach your students to have a growth mindset. Teachers need to have that as well. But maybe you're noticing now you are at that phase and it's becoming a bit easier to adapt instruction and to teach with the hand that was dealt to you. Maybe it's starting to feel a little bit easier. You're feeling a bit better. I know having a winter break completely helped being able to take a break to decompress to really like take the time you needed to really practice that self-care everybody talks about so much and you're like, I don't have time to do that. Maybe you had finally had time to just mentally decompress a little, which is all you were needing to do. So you maybe you're going back into the school year with joy. Maybe you're ready to just get back in there and do it. And you you had time to let the creative juices flow over winter break and you're ready to like implement some new ideas. So you have to learn the basics first. So if you're listening to this and you are not a brand new teacher, I want you to think back to your first year of teaching. And I've mentioned this before on this podcast. When you were a brand new teacher, you didn't know how to do everything right away, right? You, you're kind of like, okay, I have the plan. I have the, uh, my lesson plans. My classroom's ready. It's perfectly decorated. I have everything's laid out on my desk. My desk is nice and neat. The, the kids know where they're going to sit. Oh, I went over my procedures. We're going to go over it. It's just going to go smoothly and perfectly and everything's just going to align and go well. Well, then you meet the actual kids, right? Then they meet you and you realize, oh, I plan too much or I didn't plan enough or I got a couple talkers in here. How am I going to deal with that? Or this one over here is refusing to participate. How do I deal with that? Oh, there was a fire drill. Well, that interrupted my class period. Um, someone came in crying. Someone else had an accident. They had to be sent to the school nurse. Oh, now I got a, um, this, oh, oh, I was going to do something on my smart board and I have that, what I call the spinning circle of death. The technology's broken today. What's going on? Oh, wait a minute. I was going to teach this one song. I thought that was in my lesson plans and I was ready to go, but somehow I forgot to print that off. And then you stand there frozen and the kids are waiting and then they start talking. It all falls apart. I'm, I'm speaking from experience here, y'all. Okay. <laughs> this is what it is. Like you you can, if you're a super planner like me, you can have all the things planned and think all your ducks are in a row. But when you re- meet those real life humans and those real life humans come into your classroom, whether it's virtually or in person, you know things are not going to always go as smooth as you want them to. So I want you to know new teachers and returning teachers. Rome wasn't built in a day, neither is teaching. You're always going to be evolving and changing for the better. Keep learning the basics and keep it simple, okay? So going back to your first year teaching, 
maybe you were trying to do too much. Maybe you're trying to implement all the different things you learned at workshops and that you had just learned in college and all the, that you just learned in your student teaching experience. But when you started truly stepping into who you are as a music teacher and stop trying to do everything like everyone else, stop trying to over plan, let go of perfectionism and you started keeping it simple. Did you notice things started to feel a little bit better? And maybe you're in that first year teacher camp and you're like, I'm ready for that to feel that way. Keep going. You keep crawling. It will turn into a walk. Don't worry about making things fancy or trying to keep up with the Joneses. Just do the best you can. Isn't that all we can do sometimes is the best we can? Sometimes our best is just simply showing up. Sometimes our best is simply just like showing up on a Zoom call to teach our kiddos and maybe you have one student that shows up. If that is that your best, did you plan to teach that kiddo? Are they walking away learning music? Yes. So is that your best? Of course it is. Does it worry if you have a perfectly decorated classroom? In my opinion, no, it doesn't. Keep it simple. Don't worry about it, the fancy and the making it perfect, but just show up and teach music and teach it with joy. That goes so go over so much more, and that's what your kids want from you. They want a real teacher, a real person to connect with over all the stuff. So if you feel like you're still crawling your way through this school year and you're crawling through the way you felt and now you're kind of okay with the way things are, none of us are going to ever accept the way things are right now. Let's be honest. But you're learning to kind of look at the cup half full and to still show up and then you're going to notice it starts feeling a little bit easier. You can't get ahead of yourself and you need to realize That if you're feeling more overwhelmed than normal, maybe you are trying to do too much. We've talked about that already in this episode. Maybe you're trying to plan too much. Maybe you're trying to implement too much. Maybe you're looking at all the ways of technology and you're trying all of them instead of just a couple of them. Maybe you're just trying to do too much and you're overwhelming yourself. Maybe you're trying to run before you even started crawling and therefore you're getting ahead of yourself. If a baby starts running before they crawl, they'll fall down. And maybe you're at the point where you're falling down and you need to go back and start thinking about how can you simplify a little bit more? Can you plan lessons for all lower elementary and then all upper elementary instead of trying to plan something for each grade level? Maybe this school year, you need to let go of the planning for each grade level and keep it more simple. Can you send things home for your virtual learners to do that you're not spending hours and hours pre-recording on your own time? Are there things you can still send to them that's going to still be effective for them to teach music to their kids where it's not you sitting there for hours outside of your class time recording? And let's talk about recording yourself teaching. If you are pre-recording yourself teaching music, then let go of perfectionism with that as well. You don't need to do 20 takes. Do that maybe like a practice run and then record yourself and then that's about it. Don't worry about editing it to perfection. Don't worry about making the lighting perfect. Don't worry about if you accidentally forgot to say something in the lesson and you know what you can do. Send it home and say, here, I actually thought of one more idea for this, act- for this activity or for this lesson that I want you to do as well. And put it in the comments or put it in the email or put it on your Google Classroom and put it there. But don't make it perfect. What are ways you can simplify? Can you plan less in your lesson plan so you leave more time to talk to your students before or after class? Maybe you're planning too much and that's what's overwhelming you and your students because if you're not getting through everything in your lesson plans, it's going to overwhelm you. So think through ways that you can simplify. And if you've been trying to be an overachiever, it's okay to let some of the perfect go. 
I have to tell myself this all the time because I know what it's like to try to be a perfectionist. So it's okay if, if you're feeling overwhelmed, maybe you're just trying to be an overachiever and maybe you're trying to keep up with the Joneses like we talked about already. Have you been trying to prove to other teachers, parents, or your administrator that what you do matters? Maybe it's time to let that go as well. Don't worry about their opinions and don't worry about what everybody else is thinking of you or thinking of music class and worrying about having to prove to them that you are able to do a great job. But just do a great job. Don't do it for recognition. Don't do it to get noticed and don't do it for kudos because I'm going to hate to break this to you and I don't want to break your heart, but you're not in this music teaching gig to get recognition and kudos. And if that's why you got into this job, then that's the, for the wrong reasons. You, it is amazing when you do hear great jobs or music is so important. Please keep showing it for the students this year if you heard that from an administrator. Or another teacher says, thank you so much for teaching my class today. I can tell that once they came back to my classroom, they had such a turnaround in their attitudes and I could tell they just needed that creative time. If you hear those things, amazing. But those of you listening right now and you haven't heard one thing from anybody else, I want to tell you right now that you are doing a great job. You need to remember that and you need to give yourself a pep talk sometimes and say, you know what? Keep going. You're doing a great job. These kids need music. It's hard. It sucks. This is awful and I'm sick of it, but I'm going to keep showing up because I know my why. What is my why? My why is to teach music and my why is these kids. And don't worry about everybody's opinions. Everybody's going to always have an opinion about everything. Trust me on that. I promise you, if you checked my inbox, you would see that. (laughs) There are so many opinions thrown your way. And it's about having thick skin and remembering your why and not being in this music teaching journey to get recognition from others. So if you've been trying to prove yourself this year and you're like, you're getting overwhelmed and you're trying to run full force and plan all the things to make it an amazing lesson. So when you share lesson plans with your administrator, you're they're seeing like 100 activities where you know that you're just doing things to check it off a list versus planning two activities where you can really dive in deep with your kids and really do more with them and leave space for creativity. So don't overwhelm yourself with planning and don't try to prove to others that you're doing a great job. You need to learn to crawl before you walk. Take time to slowly get through planning, teaching, assessing, and learning. And take it one day, one week, and one step at a time, my friend. I can tell you this. Through hardship comes learning that creates perseverance and then growth. I need to say that again for someone else listening in today. (laughs) Through hardship comes learning. You learn through the hard things. You learn what went well or what could be better. That then in return creates perseverance. That is what helps you grow. That will turn into a run. You're going to learn something from this school year or some things from this school year that will make you into a better teacher in person. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Do the work. Put Put in the effort like you already are to continue moving ahead. And then you'll walk and then in return, we'll begin being able to help those other teachers who may still be crawling. I truly believe it's a continuous cycle of helping others who in return will turn around and help someone else. You see, in order to mentor other teachers, you only need to be one step ahead of them. 
Maybe they are, there are teachers you know right now who are starting in the middle of the school year, their very first teaching position in the very middle of the school year. Or you know teachers who are new to a particular school building and you know them in your district or through wherever. You, and they are new to teaching at a brand new school. I actually had a talk with someone the other day that did that. She said, well, I just moved schools in the middle of the school year. That can feel like starting over. That can feel overwhelming. So look for ways to help other music teachers just the way you want them to help you. And maybe that's not in person this year. Maybe it is by finding an online community. Come join the Elementary Music Teacher Community Facebook group. We'd love to have you in there. But surround find where your community is online. Maybe it is attending some Zoom workshops. Maybe it is on Instagram. Maybe it is on Twitter. Maybe it is on Facebook. I don't care where. Maybe it's not on social media at all. But maybe you like to just get together with certain teachers from time to time and just have some Zoom Zoom interactions, Zoom calls, and talk about your feelings and your struggles. And while you're in there, you'll notice, ooh, this teacher says they're struggling with a certain thing, but I'm not. I can mentor them and help them because you might see they're crawling in a certain area that you're not crawling in and what ends up happening. You can reach your hand out and help that teacher up by offering support and advice. So it's a continuous cycle of you needing support and help and giving it to others. So if you're listening to this and you feel like you are crawling in every area this year, pick one area where you feel like you're crawling that you want to super focus on for the next month. Those different areas I named earlier, maybe you're crawling when it comes to lesson planning. Maybe you're crawling when it comes to classroom management. Maybe you're just crawling in your home life and you feel like you cannot find the balance you need. Maybe it's with assessment. Maybe it is with just teaching and implementing the lessons or technology. Write down all the ways you feel like you're struggling and you're crawling and pick one. Don't try to tackle the whole list at once. Because back to the overwhelm, that will cause overwhelm. Pick one area on that list that you want to focus on for one month, how you can get from crawling to walking in that area. Then you can start slowly tackling the other areas on your list. Okay, so I hope this episode helps you to realize, first of all, that you are not alone this school year, that if you feel like you're crawling, every teacher feels like they're crawling and maybe not in every area, but everybody has one area that they're crawling in or that they have crawled in and look for ways to help others just like you want them to help you in return. Have an amazing day. I'm here to support you however I can and I will see you soon friends. Well, hey there. Thank you so much for listening into the elementary music teacher podcast. There is an exclusive Facebook group just for listeners of this podcast and any elementary music teacher called the elementary music teacher community Facebook group. Come on over and join us there where we have conversations around the podcast episodes and encourage each other each and every week. And also head to my website, the domestic musician.com. I have some free resources there that you can download to help you gain traction in your classroom today as well as the blog and the membership site and all kinds of other goodies to help you keep going in your music teaching journey. I cannot wait to keep connecting with you and encouraging you and spurring you on in your journey of teaching elementary music. Hang in there, have an amazing week, and I will see you soon.